the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're right here. It's open phone in Friday. It's time to talk. What do you want to talk to me about? Give me a call right now. Come on, let's go. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. That's me. Your bridge-building voice right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? It's Friday, and that means that today's show is all about you, whatever you want to talk to me about, whatever question you want to ask, comment you want to connect with me on, uh, dialogue around, feel free to do so by giving me a call at 888-432-7434. And all around the nation's capital in D.C., Maryland, Virginia, parts of Pennsylvania and West Virginia as well, we can we can be heard on WAVA 105.1 FM right here in the nation's capital and the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, second in the entire country. And, of course, for those of you who are on my socials right now, I'm waving to you on uh, Facebook and YouTube at Anderson Speaks is my handle there. I'm going to open in a word of prayer like I always do. Let me give you the number one more time, 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. What a week we have had, and we need to go to the Lord in prayer. Come on with me. Heavenly Father, we know that this has been a week that has been really difficult in our country as we continue to see the uh, the ravaging of black souls and the racial tension in our country. We pray for healing. We pray, God, that you would uh, make this time the last time. We we ask that you would break the back and the systematic uh, uh, crushing of black people and black souls. And, and Lord, uh, I just pray that you would free us all from PTSD, uh, post-traumatic slave disorder, whether it's for whites, blacks, or others. Please, God, have mercy on us. We commit today's show over to you and ask that you would uh, give us a word, give us a prayer, give us a hope, give us something, Lord, where we can look to you and love one another. We commit the show to you now in the name of Jesus. Together, everyone said amen and amen. A couple other ways you can get a hold of me. You can go to andersonspeaks.com or you can go to embracegracism.com. If you go to my website or my uh, Facebook page, you can see some articles I wrote, including as the chancellor of Omega Graduate School, where I've been asked to write something on some of the status that we've had this week 
with regard to racism and race relations. So you can check out that article as well. Well, what a nation we have, and we're so grateful for uh, the United States of America, for our nation, and for all that we are. Yet uh, we have some serious flaws built on uh, a system that has uh, broken the backs of generations of of black people. So then whenever you see the kind of uh, incidents that we've seen over the last couple of weeks, you can only imagine what that uh, feels like not only to people who are black and brown, but really uh, so many white folk uh, uh, who are who are uh, reconcilers, bridge builders, people who are are trying to figure this out, and some are just as stumped as you and I are. Well, listen, if you want to talk about this and process it, it's open phone in Friday. You can process that, or you can talk about anything else. You can ask a, a theological question. You can you can talk to me about marriage or family or whatever. But let me just uh, read you a couple of texts and give you a phone number. First of all, the phone number is 888-43-BRIDGE. And a couple of texts I want you to hear from. These are personal texts to me is what I mean, not the text of the scripture. But I want you to hear from uh, some some of my white uh, and some of my Arab friends, like one white brother who's a pastor in another city. Uh, Greg Holder says, hey, how are you doing? I praise God. In heaven for you, your grace and wisdom and friendship are priceless. I am so ashamed and angry and sad right now. Nothing compares to your burden, and this is not about me. But in what little way I can, I am trying to enter this heartache as one who has never known it. God, help us to face this sin and give us direction and power to defeat the enemy. Mostly checking in and wanted you to know I'm praying for you, my dear friend. Isn't that precious? I just uh, love that and so many other uh, that I might just read throughout uh, throughout the hour that we have together uh, because I want you to be encouraged. I want you to know that your white brothers and sisters are with you. For those of you who aren't white, I want you to know that your Asian and your Arab and your uh, Latino friends are with you. It's not a just, uh, you know, all, all whites are bad. Uh, no, not at all. There are many that are good, and there are many that are woke. And then if I can use that term, I think, I think I'm too old to. But anyway, you get my point. And, and it, that's why it's so important when I open the phone lines and when all people, you know, not just my, my strand of, of race, if you will, in quotations, black people, uh, which I ha- love having the phone lines open to black women especially, but black men, black women. But when we hear from people who aren't black and they identify themselves, hey, listen, I'm I'm Korean or or um, I'm a white guy or, or whatever, and then you make the comments that you you make that are uh, somehow uh, a healing balm, uh, an encouragement to the soul, it 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 really does ring into the hearts of of people all throughout uh, the nation's capital. And what it also does is it inspires others uh, who are not white to say, you know what, maybe I ought to be thinking about this a little differently as well. So anyway, I hope that that's uh, encouraging to you. Uh, I know it's been encouraging to me, and we've got a lot of work to do, but those are the things that help along uh, the way. So uh, one one other thing before I go to my break, and then I start taking phone calls. One brother wrote on his Facebook page, David Lerner says, uh, I have a very small tank when it comes to my energy reserves. It doesn't take much for me to feel emotionally exhausted for me, the en- engagements that I have had with various folks about George Floyd and the protests in Minneapolis have made have me feeling spent today. 
But here's the thing. My non-white, especially African-American brothers and sisters, have to do this sort of thing all the time. So as a white man, he's saying all the time. Then they get up, they get to do that with the added crushing weight of wondering if they'll be okay while they'll go out for a run, bird watching, just existing in general, and then wake up and do it all again the next day. So let me take a moment and apologize to every single one of my non-white brothers, sisters, uncles, aunties, pops, and mamas, as well as to my beautiful wife. I'm so sorry that you have such an unfair burden to carry. I'm so sorry that so many of the folks who look like me are so slow to listen and even slower to learn. Well, thank you, David Lerner, for writing that on your Facebook page. So much more uh, to share, but actually I want to hear uh, from you. So I've given you the number. Let me give it one more time, run to my break, and then I'm going to pick it up uh, with uh, Mike who's on the road in Maryland. Here's my phone number, 888-432-7434. It's open phone in Friday, and this is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I'll be right back. It's Best Buy Waterproofing and Best Buy Design Build. So, who is this superhero guy flying over the neighborhood looking for leaky basements and leaky roofs to repair? Visit BestBuyWaterproofing.com or call 844-980-3707-247 to see what heroic home repair services look like. Basement waterproofing, mold and mildew remediation, structural repair, foundation crack injection, sump pump systems, roofing and gutters, siding and decks. So, you went to BestBuyWaterproofing.com and called 844-980-3707. Who's the real hero now? You are. We've got you covered from top to bottom. At Best Buy, your whole house is our business. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his Facebook page and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook and click like or Anderson Speaks on YouTube and subscribe. They're a great way for you to connect with and follow Dr. Anderson. Plus, you can watch Dr. Anderson's radio program live or search past episodes. You can also connect with Dr. Anderson and his sponsors at andersonspeaks.com. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, YouTube, and andersonspeaks.com. Check him out today. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. To watch on Facebook Live or to view past episodes, visit Dr. Anderson's public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. You can also watch live on YouTube. Just search for Anderson Speaks, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. Join our text community and receive a free weekly text from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. 
And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Hey, listen, if you need waterproofing in your house or you need roofing, you want to go directly to the best company that I know takes care of those who are my listeners, and that's Best Buy Waterproofing. Let me give you their number in case you need them to give you a quote or to talk to you over the phone about what's going on at your house, but do not live with mold, mildew, or a wet basement. Their phone number is 844-980-3707. All right, as promised, we're going on the road with Mike, who's on the line. Hey, Mike, it's Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? I'm well. How are you today? Good, sir. We're hanging in there, and thank God we made it to Friday. Yeah, well, as you well you? know, over the years and whatnot, I've provided a fair amount of pushback to you on a lot of police violence issues, and I don't go away with the feeling that that I'm just some cold-hearted uh, person. Um, Mr. George George Floyd was murdered uh, oh. for years now. For years, the uh, anyone who flees, jails, anyone who puts handcuffs on people has been being trained about restraint asphyxia or. Uh, interfering with someone's ability to breathe because of the way you're putting on restraints. Yeah. And the way that cop put restraints on uh, Mr. Floyd was just a textbook example of how you cause restraint asphyxia. And I'm sure that he yeah. knew that. Everyone's been being trained, like I say, for years. I, you know, I'm i always looking to be on the side of the police, and I can't find a thing to call that other than murder. Yeah, that's what it, that was, that's what it looks like for many of us. And the thing about it, you have so many people there who are – pleading with the man uh, as well as the man himself who's losing his breath uh, and you know you can't blame it on the guy fighting resisting you can't say my felt like my life was threatened you just uh, sucked the life out of him and I'm really really sorry that that his family has to now deal with it but I what I do appreciate is you're giving a call in and and uh, you know kind of giving a thumbs up at least on this one okay Mike amen I appreciate you God bless Let's go to Washington, D.C. and talk to Anonymous, who's on the line. Hi, Anonymous. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson. I need prayer. I don't want to be a burden to people, but I just, I'm in a bad situation. I had brain surgery. I, a tumor was removed last Thursday from my head. Mm-hmm. It was a discovery. It was a discovery tumor. Okay. And I was, um, I, Got it removed on Thursday, and then I come home, and then all my sister says is, you know, why am I making all of this noise downstairs? And, you know, you would think she would say, oh, I'm glad you're home, and let me know if you need anything. But she just, she's yelling at me. My daughter calls me all kind of names, and mm. and I'm just, I'm just, it's just so painful. And they got me on medicine, which causes nightmares, and and they don't they give me medicine so I can just be quiet and they don't have to deal with me. But I know I'm I know I keep asking people for prayer, but these nightmares are so horrific. They are just and I and I wake up and I'm halfway off the bed and they don't check for me until I'm halfway off off the bed and then you know I try to call my insurance and I call the neurosurgeon and they get on the phone and they say, "Well, I don't know how to help you." And and it's like it goes from bad to worse. But my sister, she has this Buddha statue. She drinks 
if you don't care about me. Mm, I'm so sorry just, to hear this, Anonymous. And I, I know. And I do want to pray for get you. Well. Let me God pray for you. you. I will pray for you, and not only me, but I'm asking all my listeners to pray for you and with me right now, okay? God bless you. God bless you. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, you know the pain that Anonymous is in. You know the situation that she's living in. Lord, you know the loneliness that she feels. And we're praying, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would begin to bring peace to her heart, peace to her home, and peace to those that are living with or around her. We pray, God, for the medicine to work accurately. We pray, God, that you would give her rest that doesn't come from sleep, but the kind of rest, Lord, that would fuel her spirit, renew her mind, and we pray against the enemy in any way, shape, or form who might be harassing her. We pray, Lord, that she would have sweet sleep tonight, that she'd not have another nightmare, that she'll be able to wake up tomorrow morning and say, the prayers of the righteous have brought healing to my dreams. Lord, we pray that you would give her good sleep, sweet sleep, as she prays before she sleeps, as she reads scripture and listens to scripture before she sleeps. Flood her mind with the worship and the praise of God, for the enemy cannot stand around praising people. And so, Lord, we pray that as her praises go up, that uh, you would bless her in a very, very personal way, even a mysterious way. This is what we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 That is so powerful. I receive it by faith, and I know that God is on my side. No matter how the situation is in in here, I'm going to make it. And I I thank you for the prayers, and I receive it by faith. And God bless you. I do listen to the radio at night. Bless you so much. Okay, take care of yourself, Anonymous. I can already hear the... I can already hear the change in your spirit. May that continue on, okay? May God continue to bless you and keep up with the good work for the Lord. Thank you, ma'am. God bless you. That's Anonymous in Washington, D.C. Let's go to Linda in Burke, Virginia. Hello, Miss Linda. It's Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? Oh, I'm blessed, Dr. Anderson. How are you? Oh, I'm still blessed, too. So that makes two of us. (laughs) What you got going on? What are you thinking? Well, I wanted to talk to you, and I wanted to let you talk to me, too, because I know that you always have good questions for people that are like white women that, you know, might have a different opinion or something. But um, I'm just so heartbroken over this whole situation. Mm. And I can say, I mean, I I wrote yesterday, I I hate some of the terms like um, white supremacy, and I don't even really like white privilege, but I know that a privilege does exist. Mm. If I have two sons, um, and like you do, and... When they were teenagers, they, they did some stuff that, I mean, they had run into with the police a lot. Right. And I know so well if they were black, if they were your children or one of my best friend Daryl's children, mm. um, they might not even be alive right now because right. they were rude. They were disrespectful. Um, there were times, like, when they were <laughs> with some friends at a park and they didn't end up getting arrested. They were 14 and drinking and but they get, they called us, and when we got there, my son, son was being rude and belligerent, and I, and I just know, and it's so wrong, but I know 
But if they were black children, black youth, mm. they would not have been calling their parents and letting us come pick them up. Or, you know, it, it is just so real. Right. It is, it's so real. And um, my heart breaks for these people and for George and his family and for all of the people that are black and other minorities that get treated so poorly. Mm. Well, thank you for thank you for saying that, because part of it is seeing it. And so the fact that you see it and can uh, admit that so other people can say, you know what, maybe I have some of these privileges too, and, and I know I have privileges just by the class that I'm in. So by acknowledging it, then you can kind of use it, I believe, to help um, advance forward justice for people who may not be able to enjoy those same benefits. And that's what gracism is about. How do you extend that grace to help those that may be uh, weaker or more vulnerable, as First Corinthians chapter twelve says. So, thank you first of all for seeing it, for acknowledging it. And if there's anything you can do to help move uh, move us to a, a more perfect union, yeah. then I, I call on you to do that. And part of it is using your voice the way you're using it today. So, thank you, Miss Linda. I wish there's more I could do. I just I will, and I want any black friends of mine, any anybody to let me know, even locally, if there's things going on that we could do to help or. I would love to help. Thank you so much. And also, the other thing I was thinking of is the, I did put a thing on my Facebook about the rioting, and I, I just wish that people wouldn't destroy their own communities because of the frustration. And I do understand the frustration and the, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, you get, um, to, you, get to that, just, you get to that place where people are, once, once folk are radicalized in one way or another, uh, then they're inflamed by yeah. injustice and nothing seems to matter except uh, explosion and we've seen that over yeah. and over and over again when you feel hopeless and there's no change that's ever going to be made you, you almost can't right. stomach uh people living in peace so if there's going to be no justice then there's going to be no peace but you're not going to sit here and have peace when my my life is falling apart i'm not saying i even uh agree with it i just kind of understand it from a psychological yeah. mental standpoint so. Yeah, I just know a couple of your uh, good listeners I'm friends with, you know, saw my post, and we've, we've talked with each other about it, and I understand the frustration, but I just wish that... I do, too. Their <laughs> mistake, you know, the people that don't... People that are going through this wouldn't do things that hurt themselves. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't want to hurt yourself. It's ridiculous. And yet, uh, you know, I was uh, in the Middle East uh, with a particular in a particular country, and I was talking to uh, Palestinians at the time and asking why would somebody maybe maybe blow themselves up, you know? And and their pain is so deep. They say it's just like you in America when you commit suicide. The only difference is uh, we want to take people with us who put us in this situation. Now, that's not good. I'm not, I was just trying to understand psychology of it. How in the world would you kill yourself? Well, anybody who knows uh, somebody who's committed suicide realizes that they've lost hope. But usually they've lost hope because life has just gone so bad. In this case, uh, when it's injustice, you feel like life has gone bad, and it's because of, quote, unquote, those people. So then, in, in a sense, you want them to pay too, which, of course, God tells us vengeance is mine, and we're not supposed to be vindictive. You know, so we can't justify uh, these actions, uh, but we can understand them and try to, ho you know, hopefully bring healing. So thanks for being a part yeah. of that and for being a gracist uh, to help build these bridges, Miss Linda. I thank you, Dr. Anderson. I'm just so happy we have you. We love you. I love you back. God bless you. That's uh, Miss Linda from Burke, Virginia, oftentimes uh, 
on my Facebook page, and I appreciate it. You know, I love talking to all of you, and I'm going to come back as soon as I get back from the break because I want to go to Baltimore and Temple Hills and Alexandria, and, and I've got a couple other lines open if you want to get in there. That number is 888-43-BRIDGE, 888-432-7434. But I particularly appreciate talking uh, and hearing from uh, my white brothers and sisters as well because uh, for my black listeners, can I tell you, they don't hear this enough. They really don't. And even on this station, I'll just have to say it, and, and many other stations, but what they're hearing is seemingly everything else that wants to uh, uphold and, and sustain a system that you continually have to fight against just to survive. And, and sometimes it's wrapped in spiritual language, biblical language. I hope y'all don't get rid of me on the station for saying it. But the reality is it's all throughout uh, the Christian community, uh, keeping a system alive that keeps the, the knee on the neck, not only of George Floyd, but on my neck, on my son's neck, on my sister's neck on my mother's neck, on my brother's neck. That's a picture of the system that folk have been trying to fight against for generations. So hearing you actually means something. I'll be right back. days that call you bluff, man. Most of my days I ain't got enough. Hello, Chuck with A-Action. This summer, your AC will use more electricity than any other appliance. So get a $69 efficiency tune-up and prevent unexpected breakdowns. You'll get performance specifications of your electrical components. We'll also check your refrigerant levels, pressures, temperatures, and much, much more, both of your indoor and outdoor unit while practicing proper social distancing. 703-922-1900. Let's welcome Jeremy Camp. Hope comes home with I Still Believe. You can download it now at WatchSalemMedia.com. From the creators of I Can Only Imagine comes the uplifting true life story of Christian music megastar Jeremy Camp. I'm supposed to be with her. I can't explain it. I just know that. Jeremy's hope and faith are put to the test when tragedy strikes. You're going to be healed. What if I'm not supposed to be healed? I Still Believe is an incredible story of musical stardom, the heights of love, the depths of loss, and the healing power of the human spirit. One love can change your life. You chose willingly to walk into the fire with her. That's what love is. Witness the true story of Christian music star Jeremy Camp and his journey of love and loss that looks to prove there is always hope. Starring K.J. Appa, Britt Robertson, Gary Sinise, and Shania Twain. Own I Still Believe on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital now from Lionsgate at WatchSalemMedia.com. That's WatchSalemMedia.com. Hear 105.1 FM WAVA wherever you are on our mobile app or on iHeart, TuneIn, and now on Radio.com. Practical Living with Dale O'Shields is heard Sunday mornings at 10 on Life-Changing Talk Radio, WAVA. Everyone deserves a good story. That's why Family Fiction is devoted to compiling and celebrating Christian stories of all kinds with a newsletter, digital magazine, and updates. Find it all at FamilyFiction.com. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. 
For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Real talk with Dr. David Anderson. How in the world are you today? I just got a, uh, a text someone sent me from Facebook. Wow. Uh, Kentucky National Organization for Women. Uh, and here's the picture. It's a picture of a line of, of white people standing uh, with their hands on their hips. And it says 6th and Jefferson in Louisville. That's the place. This is a line of white people forming a barrier between black protesters and the police. This is love. This is what you do with your privilege. Wow. And then it says hashtag no justice, no peace. Hashtag say her name. Hashtag Brianna Taylor. Wow. I hadn't seen that before. Thank you, Sean, uh, for sending, Sean Lane, for sending that to me. And let me just say, that's the one way to use privilege. Th- you know, when you think about racism, that hits two of the seven gracious sayings. One is, I will cover you. That's covering. Uh, another one is, I will stand with you. That That's standing with. That that picture means a whole lot because it says, wow, no, we're we're not just going to, you know, protest with you, which we will. We're going to stand in between you and the police and say, hey, listen, these are our brothers and our sisters. How about that? Speaking of brothers and sisters, did you know that uh, George uh, Floyd was a Christian, uh, an active, uh, Bible-believing, church-going, youth-leading, uh, involved Christian in, in Houston? And then he just came a year or two ago to uh, – uh, to Minneapolis uh, for some work or something like that, and so, so even if he's not your um, your bro- brother brother with an A at the end, like uh, uh, people of color might say one to another, but brother, blood brother in the Lord, uh, he's he's one of us as 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 followers of Jesus. So uh, at least we know in this case he's with the the Lord Himself. Eight 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 four three two seven four three four. It's open phone in Friday. If you're just joining me, you can talk about any subject uh, or ask any question you'd like. I'm going to Baltimore, Maryland now to talk to Rob. He's on the line. Hello, Mr. Rob. It's David Anderson here. How are you? Hey, I'm good, Dave. Thanks for calling me. What are you hey. thinking? Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I was watching, you know, I've been watching like everybody else. I've been watching the news, listening to the radio, and um they was talking about some people were talking about somebody should have shot the guy, the cop. Okay. And maybe he would have stopped. You know, he would have stopped. But listen, I um, I 15 years ago I used to be security guard. Yeah. Now, I've been black for like I've been black for 50 something years. Okay. And um, I my uncle and I got a couple of uncles and uh my brother here he has a he has a gun 
and um, a permit, and the other two were cops. Okay. And so, uh, but I got I got a gun, and I was security guard. But I did that just for protection. Okay. Just for being, you know, I'm up in the New York area, but I came to Baltimore, and uh, I had a job in Baltimore, and um, I seen somebody come in. I was in the substation, police substation. Okay. And the guy came in. The guy came in. And I didn't know. I didn't think. I didn't know what he had, but he turned out he had a gun. Okay. And so, um, so I walked out. I nodded to him. He nodded back to me. And I flew out and I called two ten. I think is a robbery. And um, and they was there in like thirty seconds. Three cars pulled okay. up in front. And uh, and and uh, I've got so about 30, I, um, got another thirty seconds here, Rob. Yeah. And so and so so what happened was uh, they they put me. They, you know, they fired me for that because they told me I should have shot him. Now, huh. if if I had this situation uh, and I seen something like that, and I have my gun now, I think I would have, I, I think I would have shot him not in the head or anything, but I would have shot him to get him away from that. But that's it. That's what got, I want to tell you. Gotcha. Well, no, thanks, I, thanks, man. Thanks for sharing your your story there, and I'm kind of glad that uh, no no one shot him, uh, just because. And I'll let you listen on the air as I go, but I'm glad no one shot him. Because we don't need more violence, and that's the problem, you know. And this whole idea, this tweet from the president, more looting, more shooting, you know, we don't need more shooting. Um, you know, we just don't. And so I'm glad he has his life. Now he needs to be prosecuted, and, um, you know, he needs to receive the whatever the law says he needs to receive. That's what needs to happen. Uh, I, don't, I don't want somebody else injured. I didn't want that man killed. You know, but think about what would happen. Anybody that would have shot that officer, think about that. If you would have gone over and tackled the officer, you'd be killed. If you would have shoot the officer, then all the other officers are going to shoot you. I mean, it, it just can't turn out, you know, any worse. Um, and, and, you know, it couldn't have turned out any better uh, unless they would have done their jobs. And it, for whatever reason, they were arrested. They arrest them, they take them in, you know. But the whole knee on the neck thing, and it wasn't like, oops, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to leave it on that long. People were asking uh, and begging for mercy, including the man himself. So there's really no excuse. I think they're going to go after third-degree murder. I feel like they probably should go after uh, first-degree murder, but you got to go after what you can get. I don't know what you're thinking. Usually I try to get your opinions first, and then I weave mine in there, but I just put mine all out there because it's just so present inside of me. Okay, I've got to run to a break. When I get back, Temple Hills and Alexandria, I'll get to you. Let's go to this break and uh, let's get right back so we can so we can take a few more of your phone calls on this open phone in Friday. church have legal challenges? McCullum and Associates has experience with pastor church relations, administration and organizational issues, church liability and risk management, and real estate matters. This firm understands the legal aspects of the problems, as well as the spiritual implications of those same problems inside and outside the court. Call McCullum and Associates today at 301-864-6070. That's 301 
raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Diluhailu answered in one of her essays like this, I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Diluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188. Want more Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson? You can now catch Dr. Anderson's half-hour radio highlight show on Saturdays at 7 p.m. right here on WAVA 105.1. You'll enjoy recent conversations he's had with callers to this show. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, Saturday, 7 p.m. on WAVA. Check it out. For more information about Dr. Anderson, visit andersonspeaks.com. I'm back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Open phone in Fridays. Right back to the phone lines. Temple Hills, Maryland. Pam is on the line. Hello, Miss Pam. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Hello, Dr. Anderson. You're one of my, well, you're my favorite. Not Yay. One. Favorite. <laughs> Radio personality, you know why? Because you keep it real. You are my brother from another mother. All I'm right. telling you, you keep you're it my, real. You're and my we, sister from another mister. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to visit you one day. But listen, I, um, you know, like everyone else, but I've been talking on my social media pages because I'm very real like you. You know, this uh, stuff is thick. It's thick in the church. It's thick in high places. It's thick in the courthouses. You know, and it's just not, although it's happening to our race of people the most, it's injustice, but it's very thick. We all need to take a stand. We all need to take a stand. You know why? Because there have been, you know, uh, white people and Jewish people shot and, and killed unwillingly by uh, excessive force. I know here in Maryland they had a case where 
uh, the police stopped this guy, and they were white, and he was just a little tipsy, and they shot this guy in the head. And the parents are st- still trying to get justice for their son. Mm-hmm. So it affects all of us. But what I don't understand is, Dr. Anderson, why is the hatred, why is this embedded hatred towards people of color? No, it's not all white people, and thank God for the white people who don't feel that way. But what does that come from? We know that it comes from years of slavery. But to have that type of hatred in your heart from another human being, to me, that is just demonic. And what they don't understand, Dr. Anderson, this Bible is real. Mm-hmm. Whatever a man sow, that would he also reap. That, that, yeah. that comes for all of us, you know what I'm saying? So when I see that happening, I just pray for everybody involved, mainly the, the perpetrator. You know why? Because they have no idea that hatred is going back to their family. It's going mm. back to their bloodline. It's going back where it becomes a curse that cannot be broken. So I'm like, God, show me that. And I just start praying. God said, intercede on behalf of the black man and the white man. But when they do that type of wicked stuff, that comes back to their bloodline. And they have no idea how they may even be cursing their own children well what's interesting too that's all i have well you know thank you for that what's interesting too miss pam is that uh you know the lord says vengeance is mine and we're not to be uh vindictive and i don't think that many white folk realize if we didn't have a martin luther king jr and if we didn't have so many uh pastors uh and so many people who truly believe in god and the word of god like you mentioned it would be a bloodbath, you know, and but we, we're not up here saying, you know, they killed us. Let's go kill them. I mean, there's some people saying that, but that's not the mainstream voice. And I believe that's because the spirit of God is working in many of us to say, let's just take it one more time. Let's just take it one more time. Let's just take it one more time. And, um, you know, but if we were to rise up with with violence and to rise up with hang anger and revenge, uh, it would just be a bloodbath, and, and no one wins. I remember in South Africa, you know, it was the same thing. They were afraid that if they released people from apartheid, where, you know, 97 people were, uh, 7% of the people were black, 3% of the people were white, but uh, they had 100% of the power, and they, they held down black people, and they were afraid that if they allowed black people the freedom to move and the freedom to be 100% equal, then they would come back and kill them. And do you know they had no violence, no blood shed, hardly any blood shed, because there's something about oppressed black people that have a way of mourning, crying, praying, but not seeking revenge. I'm not saying that there's some people that don't seek revenge, but by and large, the people in South Africa and the people in America have not sought revenge, even after being freed from slavery or going through civil rights, or going through Jim Crow, or even going through the last 29 to 30 years that I've been on the planet working hard for reconciliation, I have not seen, besides burning up your own stuff, I have not seen a wholesale message that says, let's just go kill all the white devils and, 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 and get revenge because we deserve it. So what what you're what you've been saying and what I want my my all my people to hear is this is not a time for revenge. This is a time for prayer. It's a time for uh, uprooting the systemic uh, structures that have continued to to impoverish and hurt uh, people of color. 
but hating back is never something we've done. You know, again, some have, of course, and all white people don't hate either. Black people, they really love us, you know, but there is this desire uh, from the enemy to bring division, and he loves to do it. And this is why our struggle, we got to remember, it's not flesh and blood. We do not see men uh, the way they are. We see the spirit of a man. And that's so important for me to just say over and over and over again. Because if you're in Christ, you're my brother and you're my sister no matter what. All right, I'm going to Alexandria, Virginia to talk to Don. Hey, Don, it's Dr. Anderson. How you doing? Fine, thank you, Dr. Anderson. How are you today? Oh, I'm alive and grateful, friend. What are you thinking? First of all, I want to thank you for Wisdom Wednesday, the prayer. That was really powerful. That was truly a blessing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing the air with us in prayer. I appreciate you sharing the air. It's very generous of you. Yes. Uh, now, my question to you, uh, kind of a different note. Uh, in your study as a doctor, I'm curious, your, your uh, Ph.D. or divinity, what was the specific, your dissertation? Was it on racial reconciliation or what was your uh, degree, your uh, dissertation then? Yes, so I got my doctorate of philosophy in the sociological integration of religion and society. So it's the integration of sociology and and theology, if you will, religion. My dissertation was on the distinct leadership behaviors between those that are multicultural leaders and those that are non-multicultural leaders. So if you're leading a multicultural organization, are there any distinct behaviors that are different than those that are leading unicultural organizations. And I wanted to see if there was a difference in the leadership behavior. So if you're leading a white uh, uh, organization or a Hispanic organization or a Korean organization uh, or a multicultural organization, studying their leadership behaviors, finding out is there really any distinct difference. And the reason I did that is because in the future, if somebody wanted to lead an organization that was multicultural, I could say, well, here are the five leadership behaviors of someone who leads a multicultural organization. So there you have it. I've never had anybody ask me on the air what my dissertation was about. So thanks, Don. <laughs> You're welcome. No, and I'd, I'd like, if it's published, I'd actually like to buy it and read it and study it. But I have friends. I have a beautiful white lady who's like a mother to me. Her name is Sue Killer. She's like a beautiful person. But I... It hurts me, too, when I see uh, the injury, the self-inflicted wounds. A poor guy, was, a poor black man was crying because his business was destroyed mm-hmm. that he put his life savings into. Yes. You know, why do we do this? Yeah. Why do we hurt ourselves? Well, you know what? We've been saying that for people who cut themselves, people who make themselves throw up after they eat too much, people who resist eating at all. It's, it's a mental disorder when you hurt yourself because you feel hopeless and people need to understand that black folk got PTSD. I got it, you know, but I have something stronger than that. And I have the Holy spirit and the word of God for, if it were not for the Holy spirit and the word of God, Don, I don't know about you, but I'd be a different person, man. <laughs> oh, I would be. I, I would be. I would be. I really Lord, would be. thank you for saving me when I was, when I was 18 years old. Uh, Cause I, I'm so thankful that God saved me from what I could be doing. And so I'm I'm grateful. Hey, uh, hello to your wife, and God bless you, my friend, okay? I want to get that dissertation, please. Thanks so much. Blessings to you. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Can't give you the dissertation. I haven't published it yet, but maybe I can find the executive summary and send it out to you, Don. We'll see. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
Focus on your future and let Regent University help. Access your free social distancing scholarship to help you pursue your online degree and your goals. While times are uncertain, you can be certain of this. At Regent, you'll receive world-class support and exceptional instruction from a nationally ranked Christian university. Call 800-373-5504 and mention the social distancing scholarship. Hurry, this offer ends July 1st. Call 800-373-5504 now. Hi, it's Chuck with A-Action. This is a message of faith and hope. I've had my share of challenges. There were times I didn't know if I'd make it. I recall Matthew 6, where Jesus told his disciples, and who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? So don't worry about tomorrow, for God has his plan for all of us. Be thankful, fellow Christians, for we live in the greatest God-favored country there has ever been. Through God, I trust, will not only prevail, but thrive. Most of us wanted to say Jesus three times, get saved, click our heels, and all our problems go away. But that's not the way it is in Scripture. Evening comes before morning. Darkness comes before the sunrise. And the challenge is we didn't just meet the God of, uh, you know, three or four Scriptures and some Christianity born in some strange place. We've begun to worship the God of the Bible. And when you worship the God of the book, things go according to the book. In this book, darkness is an indication that morning's on the way. When you look at the book, you know that darkness was over the face of the earth. Then God said, let there be light. It started with darkness. So darkness is not an indication that God has failed you, forsaken you, that God doesn't love you or care for you. It's an indication that you're part of God's process. And if you hang in there, sunrise will come right on time. This is Dr. Derek Greer. For more, go to gracechurchva.org. And as always, live big. It's Letter Month at Through the Bible. And it's important that Through the Bible hears from you today. Simply go to wava.com and use the keyword Bible and write an email note to Through the Bible telling them how much you appreciate the ministry of Dr. J. Vernon McGee right here on WAVA. Now, if you'd rather call them to leave a message or mail a letter to them, those options are also available. Go to wava.com and use the keyword Bible and let Through the Bible hear from you today. That's wava.com, keyword Bible. This is a message from apologist and RZIM founder, Ravi Zacharias. Ravi went home to be with the Lord on May 19th, 2020. Ravi spent the past 48 years commending the Christian faith and addressing life's greatest questions of origin, meaning, morality, and destiny. For information about the team of global scholars that continues the work of evangelism, apologetics, training, and humanitarian support for which Ravi was so passionate, visit rzim.org. Real talk, Dr. David Anderson, a couple minutes left. So I'm going right back to the phone lines. Uh, let's see, uh, Diane is on the line from Ashburn. It's Dr. Anderson, Diane. How are you today? Uh, I'm, I'm well, sir. How are you? Good. Thanks for calling me. What are you thinking? Uh, I, this has actually been something that's been heavy on my heart for years. Um, I'm from New England, and there... The only um, thing that we ever heard about the African-American race was bad stuff from the media through Boston. Right. And so we were um, continually brainwashed to think, um, you know, that a specific race is is bad. 
Right. Um, and, and again, nowadays, I, you know, when I speak with my family, it's the Latino community now. Right. And, and uh, you know, me being here in Northern Virginia, I'm like, man, these people are so strong to, be co- to leave everything they've known for a better chance. Um, and so that was, that was one thing that, and, you know, the scripture definitely says, you know, love your enemies. Right. And like said, vengeance belongs to, to, to the Lord. And it bothers me so much that when I feel like people are, um, and I don't know if it's just the media, the news, whatever, but it's, it's like, we're going to abuse you and you have to love me for it. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, how how do you how do you bring reconciliation? Yeah, that's really tough. First of all, thanks for reminding us and even admitting that this is what we're taught. You know, so being brainwashed and taught these are the people you need to fear, and then you have people who are leaders that continue to stoke that fear, and what that does, it just uh, reverberates throughout the white community that those people over there, whoever they are, whether they're Hispanics or whether they're blacks, they, they never say that about themselves or people that look like them. And, you know, if, Correct. you know, so if, if for our top leader, if you're Russian or if you're a white nationalist, you're good. You're never going to hear anything negative said about you. That's pejorative. It's always going to be something of great value or something measured. But if it's people you do not, you do not value, Okay, then you say sort of things about them that just continue to make other people who think the same way fear you, you know, and so there's this politics of fear. But the fact that you would admit it, you know, I think is important for us to hear, because after a while you think, well, maybe we're crazy. Maybe we're just making stuff up, you know. Uh, But again, when I when I was stopped four times by four different police officers within a 24 hour period of time, on my first day on the job at Willow Creek Community Church in Illinois after I came out of Moody Bible Institute, I said, I'm not dreaming this stuff up. This is real. I can't believe this is happening to me. But but God had a greater call on my life. So anyway, Diane, I just want to thank you for calling today, okay? Sure. Can I share one more thing, sir? Um, you got to make it in 10 seconds. Go for it. abused in the military and when because of that every time I see people who are wearing uniform it freaks me out yeah. and I can understand racism because I can understand how a label you know I can't put somebody else to sit yep. on somebody else yep I get your point thank you so much Diane I've got to go there Heavenly Father we thank you for the opportunity we've had to talk to one another with one another pray for one another Lord, help us to understand one another better. Thank you for this platform, Lord. And anything I said that I shouldn't have, I just give it over to you and ask for grace and forgiveness for my listeners as well. Now give us wisdom and strength, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.